in, I think it was 2018, you were diagnosed with uh, a pretty advanced and aggressive form of cancer. Tell us about that. Yeah, so um, it was February 2018 that I was diagnosed with a condition called stage 2A Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a form of cancer that attacks the lymphatic system in the body, which is uh, connected to the immune system. So I still remember vividly like how it all came about. So it was 2017, New Year's Eve, I was in the car, my parents were driving me to a New Year's Eve party, and I felt like a lump on my neck. Welcome to Coffee, Eggs and Inspiration. It's a weekly show that goes out over YouTube and as a podcast over all of the major channels. This week, I'm meeting with Suhit Amin, young social media entrepreneur, founder and CEO of Salderson Media, which is a premium talent management and influencer marketing agency. So two sides to the business there. We'll get in and we'll talk about that. Uh, a background in esports, started out as a gamer uh, and ex-YouTuber. You built a channel, I think it was called ChainX. You had 37,000 subscribers playing various games, mostly around five minutes at Freddy's, which is a, a horror-based game. Is that right? Yep, that's right. In, I think it was 2018, you were diagnosed with uh, a pretty advanced and aggressive form of cancer. Tell us about that. Yeah, so... Um, it was February 2018 that I was diagnosed with a condition called stage 2A Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a form of cancer that attacks the lymphatic system in the body, which is uh, connected to the immune system. So I still remember vividly like how it all came about. So it was 2017, New Year's Eve. I was in the car. My parents were driving me to a New Year's Eve party, and I felt like a lump in my neck. And I kind of brushed it off as if it was nothing because when I was four, I had a similar lump in my neck, and they got cut out, and it was nothing, no big problem. So I thought, oh, it could just be something like that. Um, when that lump in my neck just began to grow and like continue growing, it just wouldn't go away throughout January and more and my neck started forming. So I, I talked to my dad, who's a doctor, that was like, right, something's definitely not right here. So I went to get, get tested um, for it after multiple tests throughout January and February is when I was, uh, when I was diagnosed. Um, and then I had chemotherapy for six months from March till September of 2018. And then in September, I was luckily put in remission. And since then, I've I've been generally fine and no no real issues. I just get my every three three months checkups, and things have all been smooth sailing from there. Well, uh, congratulations for for coming out of it. I know the the, the road hasn't ended uh, yet for you. Um, that, that must have been terrifying. You were what sixteen years old. Yeah, so I was diagnosed when I was 16 and had chemotherapy, went like throughout when I was 17 years old. I remember having ke- my second chemotherapy session was on my 17th birthday, which wasn't fun. But uh, yeah, it was a weird time to spend my 17th birthday. So what was going through your mind? To be honest, when I first got it, it was like a state of shock because I was just thinking like, how is, you know, a 16 year old guy who's, you know, fit and healthy you know doesn't really you know has never smoked and whatnot and I, I stayed relatively healthy I was I, I did sport and whatnot I was like how 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 have I you know who's lived a good life nutrition and whatnot been that got cancer all of a sudden like I, I always thought it was, a bit, it was a bit surreal to me because I was like I, I was had my picture in my head it's like when you get older and you know unhealthy that's when you get cancer so it was it was a, it was it was it was a state of shock and I didn't really know how to process it at the time I don't really know if I was sad or not, but it just I just couldn't believe it, to be honest. It was just disbelief. Um, but after a while, that kind of disbelief changed and my perspective really changed around the whole situation. 
Um, so yeah, initially it was kind of like just disbelief for me. And how did how does that how did that uh, sort of state of mind link, if at all, uh, to what you're doing now? I mean, you were you were uh, 19 years old just. We're filming in March 2021. Uh, about to turn 20, you've had a number of professional experiences. You've got your own business that's been uh, very successful and still growing. Um, did, did the cancer have anything to do? The experience with cancer have anything to do with? what uh what you've done subsequently yeah 100% i think that that experience was the big the biggest driver of what's happened in my life um so yeah when i when i was diagnosed and you know well i, I was diagnosed in february and obviously i was working for esl at the time um doing influencer marketing um but for me my ambition since i was like kind of 13 years old was to be a successful entrepreneur and for me like to inspire next generation of young entrepreneurs was always like kind of the, the story i wanted to, to leave in the legacy so when i had this diagnosis when i was having chemotherapy my perspective really changed and my mindset shifted and i thought that basically my cancer is one that's quite a high rate of curing after the first time so you know i, I was 85 percent chance but my mindset was like what if i'm in that 15 percent uh, doesn't make it out alive what if i'm not here in one year two or three years five years time i want to go out of this world do something that i'm really passionate about really ambitious about and follow my, my my dreams and my my goals and that was i say to be a successful entrepreneur so that was the main driver and i was like you know what let's just let's just go for it right now what, what's what's the problem why, why hold back so that was when after in, in june i left esl and then was like let's just launch my company in july 2018 see what happens and um, take the risk and, and take the action right now in my life and honestly it did us so much better than i ever expected um within the first you know six months and then from there it's just been a, a crazy journey that's obviously honestly changed my life so um as much as cancer was terrible I had obviously a huge benefit for my mindset and change my perspective on life completely tell us a little bit more about the world of um, influencer marketing yeah so we're kind of a bit in both so how essentially we work is as i say we've got we so we've got two sides of the business we have our talent management strand which is where we exclusively manage uh, a roster of talent and then we obviously have our influencer marketing agency where we work for the brands and we run campaigns for them utilizing multiple influencers in terms of where we stand we keep our our, man, our management kind of service very very exclusive so we only bring on people that we're truly passionate about about and identify that they could be a really good fit for us so whether that is a nano or a micro influencer who we think has got really big potential to grow you know we might want to bring them on nurture them and help them get to there or obviously you know targeting some of the bigger careers obviously got a substantially large career already and we can kind of help channel that forward so we're obviously in, in both sides we don't really discriminate in that sense if we see that potential and we think it's going to be a really strong fit between us and the relationship is good then you know we will we'll bring them on and manage them but we try to keep it very kind of exclusive we don't take any applications we'll reach out to you know people that we are really passionate about and we've created that relationship about and work with um within the influence of martin you say we work with all sorts of creators because obviously it's you know our clients whatever the sort of their budget is whatever their goals are we also have to tailor our strategy around that and that means tailoring the influencers that we use around that whether that's you know the, the biggest gaming influencer on on the planet or it's whether that's you know six really small you know fashion or, or and makeup creators for that specific brief and um, so we work all across the spectrum with all sorts of influencers Gaming and esports is still our kind of core, and the majority of the creators that we have in our database and our network and our exclusive talent roster are across gaming and esports. But since at the 
end of 2019, we decided to try and diversify that out a bit and start working with you know other brands um, who are in the different space and other influencers. Um, so now we're kind of have our, our ourself across all different sorts of uh, aspects and verticals. Right. And um, tell me, uh, tell me an influence or a set of influences that you admire deeply, and you can't give me one that's already on your books. So think about British influences. Who's on your, you know, oh, yeah. I've, got I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it straight away. So the Sidemen um, are basically the UK's biggest UK UK's biggest influencers. Um, it's like seven, the group of seven of them. They're they're like they're like they're like the OGs. That's like everyone looks up to them. So I've had the pleasure of working with them on the influencers side. We don't they're not on our they're not exclusively signed to us and on our books, but uh, I've had the pleasure of working with a few of them. And it's just honestly, it's like a surreal experience. Like I have you know Vic Star. I don't know if you know him and Pat Rotashaw. You know I talk to him on WhatsApp, and it's like it's mad. Like I'm talking to like two you know the people that I I, I watch and have looked up to from from being young. Um, but yeah, they're like probably the, the biggest guys that I admire. And then there's another group of UK YouTubers as well that I watch are very friendly with the side men called the Beta Squads. Um, and they're 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 amazing as well. The quality of their content and the, the ideas that they come up with are, are, are insane. Well, maybe if they see this, they'll be uh, enamored and, uh, and want to work more with, with you. Um, I, I've noticed increasingly um, a collision between the world of music and the world of gaming. Um, is that something that you see as well? And could you, you give me your opinion on it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's been a huge um, kind of collision between that. Uh, there's like, you know, huge, huge names have been involved in gaming. Like, you know, I don't know if you if, if you were if you saw that, you know, Ninja, one of the biggest Fortnite creators had Drake, you know, on a live stream with him. And that, that broke the Internet, basically. Um, one of our creators called Kados is really friendly with this um, American rapper called Ian Dior, who's like huge in the charts and he plays Fortnite with him all the time. And then Marshmallow's like really big into gaming as well. So there's a big collision between gamers and um, and musicians. And also obviously musicians are now kind of advertising across gaming content as well. We've had quite a few um, musicians reach out to us and through different agencies or directly who wanted to advertise with our, our creators and get their songs out there uh, with our gaming creators. And obviously... Fortnite and Epic Games have just had a lot of huge collaborations with some of the biggest, like Travis Scott had an event and things like that. Um, so there's um, it's it's huge potential, and obviously I think the the, the big reason behind it why is because obviously gamers are going to be you know they're the ones that are inside consuming content, and also they'll probably be listening to music at the same time. Um, and a lot of gamers do have like you know quite a lot high, large music tastes as well, and listen to music a lot uh, from what the kind of stats say. So I think it makes a lot of sense from that. Um, and I think music really just, I mean, musicians are also kind of influencers in themselves. I mean, we, you know, we look up to musicians and, you know, we want to be like them and, uh, you know, dress like them and, you know, have that lifestyle that they have. So it makes a lot of sense for have that kind of crossover between musicians and influencers. And music's also been huge over on TikTok um, as well. TikTok's obviously very, very sound and music based, which has blown up a lot of songs and, and revived a lot of songs as well over the past couple of years while TikTok's been expanding. Yeah, just little segments. And the Travis Scott you you referred to, uh, that was a that was a I think it was the astronomical or yeah, astronomical um, album. Uh, three live performances inside the gaming environment of Fortnite over the period of a week, uh, fifteen minutes each. I think they were, and over the course of those three concerts, twenty seven million people tuned yep. in to watch that live. And it was an extra. I was one of them. It was. A real extravaganza subsequently of course it's been watched i haven't checked recently but it's been watched back on youtube it's still available there um yeah 
probably it must be 200 million more times uh, incredible. And he was wearing his, um, you know, his, his uh, Nike high tops and you could yeah. buy Travis Scott skins and uh, amazing. And that was because during COVID, uh, he was supposed to be headlining Lollapalooza. And mm. of course that was cancelled like most, well, all live events in the last uh, little while. Fantastic e- example there of the, the collision uh, of those spaces. And I think it's only going to grow, right? Yeah. Um, let me uh, ask you for some advice. I mean, it's uh, it's free advice. Well, I can I can pay you if you feel it's worth uh, <laughs> worth me. But um, you know, I've I'm a small amateur YouTuber. I've got a channel. This is what you're appearing on at the moment. Any advice for me? Yeah, I mean, I would just say really just be consistent with it because there's some creators out there. I know you know I've I've spoken to creators on podcasts and different things, and they say that you know they had to create thousands of videos before you know they've really had that big break a lot of people are not a lot of people think that you know they see these youtubers who have got millions of subscribers like i want to be like them you know upload about five ten videos like why is it not working why am i not big yet it's youtube is youtube is such a grind you know there are some creators that i've been able to blow up because of you know really crazy cool ideas there's a guy called iraq who was literally nothing before coronavirus and now is blown up because obviously that logan paul video and so you know there are some instances where it's going to be you can come successful overnight on youtube but other than that youtube is a youtube is a great you've got to be really consistent create that quality content and put in the work and put in the hours and a lot of people don't actually appreciate that youtube is a pretty difficult job because if you think about the, the amount of planning execution ideation filming and everything that goes into creating this content for their viewers a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into that and people think oh it's really easy just to sit in front of a camera play a couple of games and you know make money um but the, to get that quality content and you know hit the algorithm and make sure it's perfect um takes a lot of hard work so um just for anyone or you know yourself wanting to go on youtube is just have that patience and you know basically just continue creating quality content and just improve always constantly improve your content see what your analytics are saying see what's performing well and adapt your content around what is doing well in your analytics obviously focusing on what's going to be doing better what your audience prefers to what they're watching more and that's where you're going to see the growth and i mean a lot of people think i think i can't even remember what the stat was but to get that first thousand subscribers is so it takes so much longer than getting that next ten thousand subscribers and then the next hundred thousand subscribers so once you pass those milestones it's only up and up um, so people obviously are always a lot disheartened when they're like, you know, have such few subscribers, but it's getting that initial thousand. And then from there, it's just kind of all falls into place. If you just continue, continually keep going. Also collaborations are obviously one huge thing because obviously, you know, creators that partner work with, you know, large creators are basically have, have such an easy way to kind of bring up, bring on from their audience. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm, I think about eight eight hundred and sixty subscribers at the moment, so not far off the thousand. But I know exactly what you uh, you you mean, and I, I do quite a lot uh, of work inside and outside of uh, my day job with uh, Zach and Jay from the Zach and Jay Show. Well, really, yeah, they're uh, they're, they're awesome. They're awesome. I love their, I love their stuff. Right, awesome. I love their stuff. Yeah, I was talking to talking to um, Jay the other day on LinkedIn because he was doing the thing about the inspirational people and then obviously i was talking to zach as well because he was looking for a sponsor for one of the videos there their content is amazing i love it i i do too i'll put a i'll put a link below or uh some cards up here or i can't work out which well, you, you were in a video weren't you i i you were you were in a video weren't you in the the yeah i took you was it the plain one or something i can't even remember yeah. exactly but you were in like a, I, I remember seeing this the other day yeah. 
And then we went to your home country, of course. We yeah, yeah, that was it, exactly. Come on, Jamie, we're going flying. I fly planes. That's one of my hobbies. Yeah. We took the plane up to the Highlands and uh, uh, Jamie came along, Jay came along and, and uh, vlogged it the whole way. We had a, we had a great time. We uh, landed in a place just north of Inverness called Easter uh -huh. uh, and uh, flew along the Great Glen, you know, over Loch Ness and Loch Lomond. Yeah. It was, it's incredible countryside. But yeah. um, the, the point of the, the point of uh, the story is is just to acknowledge that you know I, I see what these guys do outside there. They have yeah. these wonderful uh, pieces of content, but there's a lot of planning. They're very entrepreneurial. There's a lot yeah. of planning that goes in, and they're really talented uh, on screen. They're just interesting and enjoyable to to watch as well. So there's a shout out, Zach and Jay. Uh, hopefully they'll they'll like that. Um, yeah. Let's wrap it up. So. Uh, you've you've done so much in such a short life. Uh, you may have some people watching this who are going through a, uh, a cancer recovery uh, or a recent diagnosis themselves. They may be university students like you thinking about the future or um, keen to get into the world of uh, social media. Any, uh, any advice, any top tips you'd like to leave them with? Yeah, for young people, I think the stigma around young people wanting to get into business, a lot of people think they're too young to get involved. And I honestly think that this day and age and the world that we're in with digital and social media, it's never, you're never too young. You can start, your, you know, you can start hustling and start learning from such a young age. And for me, obviously, the, the, the main kind of point that I always make from my cancer story is like, don't let uh, a kind of what, like something that happened in my life be the reason you take action in your life. Just go out and follow your dreams and ambitions. And it doesn't matter if you fail. You, get, you might fail 100 times before you have that success. Just keep plugging away and follow your ambitions and your passions. And you're never too young to do anything. And don't let anyone tell you that you're too young to, to you know, follow your dreams and, and start something. Um, because you never know where it's going to take you. You never know where it's going to take you. What a wonderful high point to end on. So, I mean, thank you so much. You're an inspiration. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks very much for having me.